book of Acts, the first chapter, 7 through 8, we have a say amen. 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 And it reads, He said to them, It is not for you to know the time or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I'm going to read this out of the message of the Bible as well. Yeah. He told them, you don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. Mm. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all over Judea, and Samaria, even to the ends of the world. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we bless you. We thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, lead us further into this service. Thank you, Jesus. Word my mouth that I may speak exactly what the Father would have us to say, that we may be blessed and more for it. We thank you in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. 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 This subject that we'll be looking at, we'll be looking at those verses again, but just as a thought, not until the power comes. Mm-hmm. Not until the power comes. Wow. Acts 1 and 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. I was doing some reading and I looked back on a message. I think it was might have been 2015 and it was something that, uh, when do we come down, when do you come down from the witness stand? That was the name of the message. Wow. So the question is, what is a witness? A witness is a person who sees an event typically a crime or accident, take place, but that witness has evidence, proof, and is an eyewitness. One who can give a first-hand account of something seen, heard, or experienced. One who is called to testify before court. To be a witness, one of the most important things is to be credible <laughs> or to have credibility. And credibility just means the quality of being trusted and believed in. We are in the Lenten season. Amen? Forty-six days before Resurrection Sunday or Easter. Ash Wednesday took place this Wednesday on the 26th of February. People had signs of the cross put on their foreheads with, with ashes. So now throughout the day, everyone that came in contact with those who had that mark on their forehead would know that they were doing a, supposedly doing a self-examination of their lives and our believers in Christ. They can be mixed signals between the ashes and the ashes that go on. Because we've seen people 
that never demonstrated, and that's not a judgmental thing, it's a demonstration that they gave, that they had nothing to do or cared anything about the things of God mm -hmm. until that day. And they put the ash on, and you watch them, and you say, hmm, is that the same person that did this or did that uh, to hurt someone's feelings or whatever they did? But now they're going to turn the mark of the ash at the beginning of Lent about the coming of the Christ. Mixed signals can, can cause a witness to lose their credibility. Mm -hmm. You know, before anyone goes to the court stand or a witness stand, they do a background check on the witnesses before they have them up there. They're prepping to find out what they really know. Because they don't want to put them up there if they can be, if what they're saying can be. Uh, turn around and use against them and really don't have the credibility don't have the honesty that goes along with it. The one thing about Holy Spirit, He's here to guide us into all truths. There is no truth other than the Word of God. And, only, and the only person that can guide us through this is Holy Spirit. In ourselves, there's no truth. So this about being a witness, what Christ is saying, it's not about unbelievers. It's about those who believe. That's why he said in the word of his chapters, a verse said, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Mm -hmm. And you will be my witness. Yeah. You will be a witness for Christ of the things that he's done. Mm -hmm. That's why this is for the born-again believer who already believed that God is and that he's a rewarder of them to seek him and have already accepted his son in his life. So when he got ready to leave, he's saying, now I'm going to give you some power. Mm -hmm. You're going to need that to be a witness. Mm -hmm. Do you need to have power to be a witness? Yes. Listen, don't you know that people out there who will love or the enemies there to keep you from telling what you saw mm -hmm. or what you experienced? Mm -hmm. That's his job. To kill, steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. But God said, I've come that you may have life and that to the full and that more abundantly. So, as a witness, we are marked. We are marked because everyone doesn't want to hear what you have to say. The world doesn't want to hear it. Listen, we didn't want to hear it. We didn't want to hear it before we said, we didn't want to, hey, yeah, yeah, keep on talking, I know about that stuff, I don't want to hear this stuff about Christ. They were just trying to tell you what they experienced, what they knew. Have they ever seen Jesus? No. Have they ever seen the Father? No. But did they see, have evidence of what he does, what he did in their lives? Yes. And that's all you can attest to. What he's done for you. Amen? Amen. Romans 7, 18 says, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is, in my sinful nature. For I have a desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. I can't carry that. I have a desire. So there's no truth in us other than what the Holy Spirit leads us to. Because he had to, we had to be ushered in by the Holy Spirit to get to Jesus to accept him anyway. Mm -hmm. Because we couldn't approach him. But we had to be enlightened. We had to know what truth is. Amen? Yeah. One of the things that uh, Jesus mentioned as a witness, he said, 
that first started Jerusalem. We know we've heard it many times about Jerusalem starting at your home. But what I did was I wanted to see how far Jerusalem was from Judea and Samaria. So Jerusalem is approximately 11 to 15 miles by car. 33 minutes or 38 minutes to get there. Now walking is 10 miles to walk, but it takes 3 hours and 22 minutes. But what he was trying to tell us that to be a witness, we must start at home, start where we're at. I don't know where your Jerusalem is, but all of us have a sphere of influence that we have around different places that we go. Whether we work, whether we work or play, wherever we go, we have a sphere of influence of people that come around us, of we, uh, before people that none of us would ever be part of. But you have your own individual. But the thing is, the witness part is something that you don't have to conjure up. All we need to do is be truthful about our experience. There is a time, again, the, the message said, when do we come down from the witness stand? Never, because we're always on display for the Lord. To show forth his praises, show forth his glory, show him what he did in our life, where we was. And that's not basic. Sometimes we don't want to be that witness because we figure we haven't got everything together, so we really don't want to be seen yet until we get together. If that's the case, we never will be seen because we're always high. But it's not based on what we've done. We're talking about what he's done. Amen? And there's a difference. Because we read the scripture that God has moved, separated our sins as far as east from the west. But sometimes, if we heard before, we go fishing for that sin. God has forgotten. He said, what are you talking about? I forgive you. But you know, I did this. We're still holding on to stuff that God. And so we are not really witnesses anymore. We're still trying to, we're still groping in darkness when we have been brought into the light. You ever go someplace and you play a game and you close your eyes, it's bright outside and they say close your eyes. You can't see anything, right? But at a certain time they say open your eyes. Well, you know what? You was never in the darkness. You was always in the light, but your eyes were closed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need to make sure we keep our eyes, we talk about keep our eyes fixed mm -hmm. on what, what is eternal, what is temporary. So we're talking about being a witness. Being a witness, again, is being able to attest yourself of some event or some experience or some action. And in this case, we're talking about what the Father has done to His Son. Believing that He has saved you. Sometimes we'll look at ourselves and don't even believe that we're born again because of, of what we see. But God has said, listen, that's why you need power. We call it dunamis. That's what power means in the Greek, dunamis, power. But we need power. You know why? Because power sometimes needs to shake us from our own selves. We need power to say, to, to tell the truth. Amen. When a lie is really more convenient. Mm -hmm. But we need power to tell the truth. Amen. So we're talking about being a witness, but you can't be a witness not until the power comes. Not until the power comes. Matthew 16, 14 to 15 says, Later Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. 
One of the things we first hear that word preach, we talk about, they're not talking about me, they're talking about those who preach. Preach just means simply this. It just means to publicly proclaim or teach a religious message or a belief, your belief. Or to earnestly advocate, to believe in a course of action. So we shouldn't let that, that word preach cripple us and cause us not to be the witness that we should because he said preach. Or I'm a witness, but I'm not a preacher. I know the connotation that comes with it, but I want us to make sure that we are being a credible and a viable witness for the Father. That we don't take down unknowingly the things he's telling us to lift up. Amen? There's a thing called uh, witness protection. The marshals put people in witness protection, those who are going to speak up against something that was done, but they need protection. Mm -hmm. The Lord said this, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. This is John 10, 27 and 30. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. So we're all under witness protection. We're protected by the father and no harm, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every lying tongue that comes against us, we will condemn according to the truth, the word. Amen? Amen? The one thing about being in witness protection, you get a new identity. The song says, I moved from my old house and I moved from my old friends. Amen. That's what the song says. You know. What's the rest of it? I, I moved from my old way of strife. Mm -hmm. Thank God I moved out yeah. to a brand new life. A brand new life. So that sounds like that we are new creations. That we the old is gone and the new has come. That sounds like witness protection. We went from something old to something new. But it's like hiding in plain sight. We're in plain sight. But we're hiding. But we're not hiding because the enemy knows where we are. But we're not concerned about the enemy. We're concerned about making sure that our witness is firm. What is your witness? What experience can you tell someone as the power comes to tell you what to say and how to say it? That's the other thing. It's not the power of my mind. It's the power of Holy Spirit telling me exactly what to say, how to say it, and when to say it. It's all important. All that takes power. Because sometimes you like to tell folks something a little prematurely. And it's not according to God. It's not that it wasn't the truth, but it was the wrong time to do it. So when we are witnesses and we're, someone asks us about this hope that we have, that's why uh, First Peter said that we should do it with, with meekness. But we should be willing, willing and ready to give an answer for this hope that we have. Why do you serve the Lord? Why do you call upon his name? Why don't you do this? Why didn't you act like that? 
We're, we're on the witness stand and people are asking us why. But we need power to do that. Because a lot of times we don't want to be, we don't want to be in that case be seen. We're trying to, we're trying, we don't want people to think it's us. Sometimes so much that we don't say what we need to say. Because we think that we're, well, I don't want to really be, uh, think I'm prideful or I want people to think I'm this or people think I'm that. We think more about people than we think about what the Spirit tells us to do sometimes. And that makes us not very good witnesses. Because, again, power is the one that girds us up and tells us to speak, speak, speak truth when we don't feel like it, when we don't want to. It's not comfortable to say it, but the power of Holy Spirit comes and tells us, speak, and I'll hold you, and I won't let any danger come to you. But we have to trust it. I'm going to read this one more time out of the message. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes in you, you will be able to be my witness. Mm -hmm. You will be able after. After. And in closing, let's not get this confused with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because they were witnesses before Acts 2. They were witnesses before Acts 2. Holy Spirit was, has never been diminished. You don't get more power because you got more baptism. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit has the same power as before. So all he wants to do, all the Father wants to know to do is he have a vessel that will yield himself to what I say do and how I say do it. Amen? Mm -hmm. Not until the power comes. That's when we become his witness. The witness for the Lord. Amen? Amen.